0: So day one, day two are pretty much in the books. Austin and RT very
1: limited action. You put all that on one line in a notebook paper. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. Today's
0: journal uh, sucked.
1: <laughs> it kind of droops off the page. i <laughs> say yeah, it sucks. Still deer season. But Still,
0: it just it was. I mean, it yeah, I, hope. I, hope. I, hope. I hope. I hope. Welcome to the Eighth and Time Podcast. This is episode number twenty two just after velvet season so we have talked about it we have had a minute to uh allow ourselves to lick our wounds <laughs> and get past So cool. <laughs> actually we spent the evening rubbing salt in our wounds talking about all the things we could have done should have done could have done all those type of things um but the tennessee velvet season has come and gone three-day season um it's it's really unique it's really fun we were happy that we got that, it, that we got to have it but Holy smokes, um, it was just a, it, to be honest, it was a bust for us. We struck out, like like I said. We, we struck out. That being said, there's a silver lining, right, Justin? We got a silver lining. That's right. What's the silver lining?
1: <laughs> there are some deer still alive. <laughs> yes, we were so close. We won't get to the last day of last hour yet, so we, we won't ruin anything. Um, but it was your typical TV show that are right there. You most taste them, and watch them walk away.
0: So I know for me, just getting ready for for you know velvet season it's just like any other hunting season for the most part. You got ninety days, you're, or you're, you know one hundred eighty days out. You're like, oh man, I got all this time. And we're going to get the stands hung. And we're going to have everything ready, <laughs> big, trimmed. everything trimmed, yep. everything trimmed, all the shooting lanes ready. We're going to have five monsters on lock. And then like day of, you're hanging sets, <laughs> hanging new stands and. We, did, we We had an idea of what we wanted to do. You know, we had the idea of hey, these are the places that we want to go. We had the deer pattern and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, we, we had an idea with a southwest south wind. Boom.
0: That's the point right what, there. What wind did
1: we have? Yeah. Well, north northeast. <laughs> north northeast for forty eight hours in the middle of August. Who would have thought it? Right.
0: So yeah, we we set and we prepped and we get ready for hunting summer deer is the best way to put it. You know, the summer we know the summer weather here pretty well. It doesn't change much. In our area, a um, uh, north northeast.
1: Except the day of, <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> the day of, like that Thursday afternoon. It's like a strong south wind. It's like, oh yeah. Friday morning's like north as north can get at eight uh-huh. miles an hour. <laughs> Friday Saturday all day. And the, I mean,
0: the, the I mean, the crazy part about all that too is, like I said, we pre- we prep for that, prep for that, and literally, like you're saying, you check the weather app going into it a few days before, and it's like, oh. He saw them like Donkey Kong. As Justin says, slam dunk.
1: <laughs>
0: slam dunk. I mean, the good part about it is we had set up on deer, and they were coming into areas that we, we wanted and had set up on in those south-southwest winds. North-northeast wind hits, and you're kind of, you know, our deer hunting brain says don't go in there. Do not go in there. Well, of course, the deer are still using it, but we're, at that point, you know, they're downwind of us, which is a no, which is an absolutely no-go type, type situation. So we had to completely re-strategize our honey hole as we were going to call it for the, for the velvet hunt became the don't go over there gotta save it for the perf- perfect scenario but and, you
1: gotta let people know I got permission on this property about a month and a half before deer season hey, like literally a month before season
0: but that's that's better than last
1: year last true. year
0: is like two days true yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: true that is very true <laughs> We were moving stands that Thursday. But still, a, a short, right. short time frame
0: trying to find the deer. Um, we, all found that them. We, we found, found them. We found them. Yeah. We, Justin, found them. We found them for a southwest wind. <laughs> <laughs> so we found them. Um, that setup that we're calling the honey hole is kind of, it's a cedar thicket area. Um, we were trying to catch deer. From what we learned last year, you can't hunt food in the mornings. I mean, you can't hunt food, food sources because the deer have been in there all night and they're going to be there through those early morning hours and you're likely to bust them out of there and run them out um so this year we learned after the success austin had um, at the beginning of last year you got to hunt cool corridor areas in the mornings um or something that's that they're accessing bedding and food between that or if you have water to hunt that's what you're going to hunt in those morning air you know those hunts um a north or a North northwest facing hillside because it's a lat, one of the last things to get sun in our area, so it stays cool, and they're going to use that to travel. Um, that's where we had success with with Austin last year, and then uh, where you and I were hunting predominantly most of the weekend is what it's northward facing north.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. First morning we saw a lot of deer coming oh, yeah. through. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> for three more sits, it was rough. Yeah, yeah. But
0: I mean, I know for me, just just being out back in the woods was awesome gotta love being back in the deer woods oh yeah um but yeah i mean it, if that's like I, I sent you guys a text i think it was the next morning uh, monday morning or whatever i sent you guys a text and was like hey you know best night of best night of sleep i've had in a long time i don't sleep much best night of sleep i've had in a while after you know being up you know at the crack of dawn three o'clock each morning and busting it all day long i finally got some good rest and i was like you know so happy to be back in the deer woods wouldn't change a thing
1: except maybe moving in a couple of stands <laughs> <laughs> except dragging a deer out yeah Yeah. would a been Yeah. Um,
0: you know we're kind of starting it from the damper side but we there were some really good deer that we had on trail camera um, that were using the areas that we were going to hunt in the daylight just hanging out for a little bit you know during hunting hours when we thought this was going to work out so we went into this with pretty high hopes mm-hmm. this was all looking really 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 good slam dunk slam dunk there's no slam dunk <laughs> So, awesome. we had RT come in to film you for the velvet hunt. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about you guys getting in that opening morning of velvet season and setting up. Um, it's got to be a little bit of deja vu, right, for you. Yeah.
1: So We, ju- we just learned a little bit about RT. We're going to have to take that up with him. When we <laughs> yeah, him. yeah.
2: Anyway. Yeah, so I hunted the same stand that I shot uh, Murphy out of Okay. last year. Um, so I was hoping for the same scenario, you know, coming north, traveling down south away from the food. Um, you know, the morning started off great. That weather was, I mean, the temperature, we'll, t- we'll talk about the temperature, not the wind. Yeah, the temperature yeah. was perfect. I mean, we got in there nice and quiet and settled down. We're not sweating, and it was just perfectly calm. Um, same time that Murphy came in last year, we had a Delta Fawn came in the same way. Um, but they stopped about 50 yards out, um, turned uphill, took off, and that's all we saw the rest of mm. the day. That's it. Um, it was super quiet. Um, so we just really just... For me, like you said, I just focused on enjoying the moment while I was out there. Yep. I mean, you kind of get—I mean, hour after hour, you're just you kind of your hopes go down. So I just tried focusing on the especially at that temperature being out there. there. <laughs> yeah, this sweat starts to beat yeah. on your forehead. <laughs> no, it's eight o'clock, and you've
0: sweated through one pair of underwear. Yep. So I yeah. had well, I change the clothes. You bring out. multiple pairs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. many yeah. pair do you wear?
0: I, I, it's kind of like a, a NASCAR racer. I just shed one one off. It's kind of like a tear off. Glog tear off. No, and that's so. Where Austin was at is where uh, he, like you said, he killed yep, Murphy. Killed Murphy. I've, killed, I've killed dagger. The killing tree, as
2: Justin calls it. Um, a lot of deer. I put everybody on some deer in that <laughs> yeah. tree, except for me. That's that's what I was telling RT. I was like, pretty much everybody we know that went to high school that was friends with Justin has probably killed a deer out of that tree.
1: They have Peter Treadwell. Yeah, I've missed. I've I have killed deer out of it, but I have missed my biggest deer ever out yeah. of that tree. And, and y'all wanna move trees out here. Oh, hey, we did finally upgrade the stand in that tree. Yeah, yeah, how old stands. how old was that one stand? That was probably put in that tree when I was about sixteen or seventeen years old.
0: That that covers zone stand?
1: Yeah, like yeah. real comfort <laughs> comfort zones so, yeah. here's six inches to sit on <laughs> two by
2: six we replaced it with a millennium and the platform on the old stand is just as big as the seat The seat on, on
1: the millennium yeah. <laughs> that's like going from a Honda Civic to like a Lamborghini <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> I, I fell asleep this first hours like, well, there's some hour good memories the
0: of that Honda Civic slightly used so yeah. Austin was after beef from last year yep. we, we have really good we have a really good idea that he's still alive. Um, we got late season pictures of him. Um, so we really feel like he's still out there. Um, there were some deer that came in early, early spring, late summer before deer were really, really bulbing um, that showed that looked like beef, big brahma bull chest. Yeah. You know, looked like him. He hasn't showed up much since then, but we thought that was him. Um, and then he's after, he was after a really nice 10 point. And kind of like deer do when you think it's deer, se- you know, when deer season comes around, even though this velvet season is still so new, you you know In there In there In there In there And then All of a sudden Just gone mm-hmm. Gone um, He was in there What maybe Four days before season Five Four or five days Before yep. opening day We did have some issues With that trail cam I got that figured out But um, Maybe four or five days Before he was in there So we felt confident That
2: if we hunted That stand three days yep.
0: We'd at least have An encounter with that deer There as long as the, the situations were right
2: And a north wind Is not bad for that stand No, That no, that's spot true So well, I mean, for me, I, I was That's pretty I confident killed. going in that morning. Dagger
0: was was a north wind, yeah, because the wind sw- shifted out of the north that day, and it was like, you got to get over there, you got to go hunt that stand. That's when that you got an opportunity to kill that deer. So,
2: yeah, I, I had high hopes going in that morning, just from the previous year, and I was like, you know what, this wind's not bad for this stand. Uh, yep. but as you said, you know, those deer sometimes just know what's up and they gone.
0: Well, and if RT was spraying down with bug spray at the truck, I <laughs> didn't help y'all.
1: Yeah, I would have.
0: Yeah. <laughs> RT, we're calling you out. we Wearing freaking off to the deer stand.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so while you guys were over there that opening morning, Justin and I are hunting another spot in Franklin. Um, again, uh, just actually similar setup in terms of cool shaded corridor, just trying to catch deer between bedding and food. And uh, another place that Justin's had a ton of success. And from almost first light, I mean, it was – Well, I say first light. Probably sun's been up a good 30, 45 minutes. It was good light. light. Deer all over us um, to a point where the way that that stand is set up, I'm behind the camera. (laughs) Justin's laughing because I'm behind the camera, and I'm kind of wrapped around the other side of the tree. And Justin's really, really, really quiet, which he's pretty much quiet all the time. But he's just like, you know, there's like almost negative sound over there. So you're kind of like, yeah, it's probably something's going on. And I just kind of start easing my way around the tree, and I, I let out some some foul verbs <laughs> some foul words <laughs> and uh, sure enough I mean they were right there on top of that they were so close eyed.
1: it's one of those things like you you can't even talk to that close. I just I just hear Grant oh
0: <laughs> and I'm like yep he saw them <laughs> so got you know got the camera on them got, got them zoomed in got them focused and started videoing um, I think what first came in was just uh, the doe and the two younger bucks that's what came in first, yeah, yeah. and uh, within a few minutes, that old nanny goat had me figured out because I'm moving around behind. Now she wasn't stomping or blowing, but she definitely would check that tree every now and then. I mean, it felt like if Your I' ants over there trying to get the DSLR out. Kind of oh, God. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, See that yeah. click, 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 click. But I mean, just rolling, just trying to maybe change zoom or change focus a little bit. Any little mo- movement, she had me. She had, she was
1: definitely looking to try and figure out what that movement was in the tree. Um, well, the camera was. The camera arm was kind of yeah. It started. I don't know what. So happened. we had well
0: we set we it set up in the dark as usual. Um, and last year I remember that knob kind of being a little bit of an issue, but the tree's obviously grown and this that, and the other. And the way that it was kind of set up a little bit, the legs of the camera arm, or I want to say the legs, the knobs of the camera arm yep. were sitting kind of cattywampus, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, <laughs> kind of cattywampus on the on that knob. And as I got the arm extended away from the tree. Dude, camera just goes, yink, like, takes off. Like, I'm talking, it drop. it probably dropped a good three to four inches, which may not sound like much, but when you got a $10,000 camera, no exaggeration, it drops four inches. I mean, it, it dropped probably that far. You know, with the FS5, your hand's hooked into it, so you feel it. And, I mean, I thought I, I thought I was coming out of the tree with it. Like, there was no <laughs> way, I mean, you know what,
2: so... Save that camera.
0: Yeah, yeah, you better save that camera. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> local hunter dies. Camera is fine. <laughs> but no, when <laughs> you feel seven seventy $7, five hundred dollars, ten thousand dollars drop four inches, you know your heart goes in your chest. She probably actually just heard my heart rate increase. That's is what fine. she heard. Yeah, she heard a. But it was fine. We ended up getting that getting that done. But yeah, she at and that I'm point, over there. What the hell you do? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't you care p- about that camera? <laughs> just is a hunter. hunter. I know, dude. He's like to the core. Yeah.
0: So I get we get everything uh, situated later, but we had you know that doe and the two young bucks come in, and um, the bucks were really cool to watch. Just you don't get to see deer in velvet from a tree stand that often. I mean, nope. you really don't. Um, so that was cool to get there. He was hundred inches larger. <laughs> probably would have shot him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did, yeah, that'd put him at like a buck thirty. <laughs> no, we had what a little a little basket six. Yeah, right, a little basket eight, and then some. He was no, kind of
1: funky looking. One ten, okay. and then I had that six
0: point. Six point, okay, that's not yeah.
1: That was actually more dominant. Yeah, deer. dominant
0: deer. Yep, he's just funky looking. He's
1: dominant deer. We're, we're talking like
2: we're talking like he can't, two two year old deer. He he,
1: God, he, you're he, saying he, six
2: point <laughs> dominant deer? I'm like what? He was a big old dominant <laughs> six point. He pushed his right <laughs> out of the way. That, that, that sentence a, a, right there tells you about our weekend. <laughs> big, uh, a big old
0: dominant two and a half year old. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he came off he came off teat one week earlier. <laughs> He's telling them it's where to go. But uh got to watch them kinda of feed around and hang hang in right there in that area. Uh we had a we had a trophy rock there. So they hang out there in that spot for a little bit and then just kind of move on. And then we had the doe and the fawn come in, right? Yep. Yep. And then um was there one more buck that came in? I'm trying to remember what the doe and the fawn came in from below us, they came towards us rather than behind us. What was the deer that fed across us to towards the, you know, that from was, right to left? That was
1: the next night. That was okay,
0: that so night. I'm getting, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Yeah. Okay. So that, that was one, the only
1: deer we saw that night. That's what you're thinking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that, so that morning, is that the same one we ran into the coyote too? Was that the same morning? Yes, yes. Okay. About so about
2: had, nine had you guys a co- ran into two coyotes,
0: right? Yeah, Had a coyote come in. I didn't get a shot at mine. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Um, so Coyote came in and uh, just didn't present a shot at all. He it made us feel good about the wind because he came in from downwind um, a little bit. No, no, he didn't. No, he was upwind. Upwind. Yeah. Made us feel good about our setup. Our setup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then we had a hawk come in and eat a cicada off a tree. I did
1: not hear about that. That's pretty yes. cool. I didn't witness it.
0: He, I think he still doesn't believe me, but it <laughs> happened.
1: I just hear something. He's like, dude, here's, here's a hawk eating a cicada over here. Um, I think I'm getting ahead I was of it. It's like, him. no, dude, that's just a robin. It's just a robin, no, bro. Speaking
2: of those, those cicadas, they make yeah. it incredibly hard to hear. Oh, and yeah. You think, I, didn't, I didn't even think about it compared to last year and this year,
1: just those middays or like they later the They make it feel run. hotter.
0: They do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Them, and honey, like, them and locusts, man, just wear it out. It
1: really makes it feel hotter outside. Yeah. So it makes that it morning. feel like the sun's talking.
2: They <laughs> <laughs> just bring on more heat.
0: I mean, they are creating friction, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so that morning goes by. It was, I mean, we had some pretty good action. You guys had decent. I mean, you at least saw deer. Dull, but, and we saw red fox. Saw red fox. So opening morning, we we're just kind of like, ye. I mean, just kind of like, woo. Um, we all met uh, met up with to uh, guess what? Uh, Waffle House. That's Tradition. Right. That's right. So we went over to the to the Waffle House there, kind of regroup, revamp, trying to thinking about um, where we were going to do. Just and I are still trying to figure out we how can we get into the honey hole
1: so we did pull the card out of that stand Grant and I was hunting that morning mm-hmm. checked it at lunch that day and there had been a hoss of a nine point I'm talking probably five year old nine point biggest body deer I probably ever had on camera over there two days before season open at six in the afternoon just cruising through hoss I mean, big body. Um, so, Ooh, yes, you... yes, we still couldn't hunt where I wanted to. But he but gave us hope. He gave us a little bit of hope going back in there.
0: Yep. So we decided with the weather and all that. You know, you, Austin, you're there. We, yep. we decided with the weather. Let's just stick to
1: stands that yep. are uh-huh. good for a northeast wind. Yep. yep.
0: So let's just stick to those and do everything. So we all went back to where we were. Yep. Um,
2: Austin, how does how does open day evening go for? All right. So the afternoon hunt. It really wasn't much better than the morning. I mean, we saw Buck come in. We had that eight point. We had him on camera. We knew he wasn't a shooter. Um, so him coming in, he came in about 50 yards. I wasn't upset that he was too far. Um, came in real quick. I think he was in there only like 15 seconds, but yeah. we were happy. We at least saw he was there. He's going to be a great buck in a year or two if he if he stays alive. Yeah. Um, that was the only action we saw that night. Uh, he mm. did the exact opposite that the doe and fawn had done that morning. He came down the hill. Downhill, yeah. Down the hill, took that left, and went up straight up north to he's feeding. Um, like I said, just because it's so thick there, I mean, we only saw him for 15 seconds. I mean, mm-hmm. you just saw his horns pop up, that velvet. It's, God, it's great to see that velvet. Yep. But uh, like I said, I wasn't mad that I didn't get a shot. Um, but that's all we saw that night. It was super quiet. After that, I mean, just nothing. I mean, that, and it happened in the golden hour. I mean, it was at that 6.30 to 7 o'clock time frame. Sun was setting at 7.30. Yeah. Um, so it was nice that we at least got to see some action. But other than that, it was nothing happening mm-hmm. at Hoover's Hill that night. Mm-hmm. And But... That's how my night ended. I mean, I think this. we had to get out, and we lost camera light at 8 o'clock because right. um, the woods are so thick there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, once you get out of the woods, though, we walked out. I was like, shoot, we could have kept hunting for yep. another 30 minutes if we were hunting a field or some beans or something. I was in the Yeah. So my, uh, my opening day, I saw a doe, a fawn, a red fox, and then that eight point. Mm. And that's all I saw opening day. Mm. So that's how my opening day of Velvet Weekend went. So... So we're back in the
0: tree over at Spot in Franklin, Justin and I. Um, high hopes, to be honest, after seeing the pictures that we saw on trail camera. Yeah. I'm like, let's go over there. Let's start hunting at noon. I mean, I'm kind of like, let's get back in there. Um, And... One doe? One doe. Mm. It's probably the same doe that I thought had us pegged that morning. She just, I don't know if I just, but she, it looked like a, a little bit more, more mature deer. Um, she kind of came in doing the whole, you know, looking up while she was, while mm-hmm. she was walking around type thing. Um, but she was in there, she hung out for a little while and that was it. I mean, that was it. And I mean, I always remember being a like. A couple hundred mosquitoes. And yeah, we got, you got the bug bushes to show them. Yeah. I just remember being like, man, like we had deer all over all these places. And then all of a sudden it's just, granted, like we said at the beginning, I mean, the, the weather has changed. Um, nothing well, like what we had expected.
1: I think a lot of it was, I mean, it was low pressure all weekend. You yep. know, there was no really high pressure days. It was mm-hmm. all low, low pressure. Yep. <clears throat> so I think that had, you know, last year it was all high pressure.
0: For anybody that wants to understand what that means, would you want to,
1: what do you mean by that? Deer move a lot better in high pressure days. On
0: high, during high pressure systems. Yeah. So as a high pressure yeah. pressure system moves in, it. Typically, you're going to see increased wildlife movement in general. Yeah. Um, their senses, whatever you want to call it, animal instinct, says it's time to feed, it's time to move, it's time to do animal things when the barometric pressure in the atmosphere goes up, when you have a ri- you know, that rising pressure. Um, that's, the best, that's the best way to put it. Yep, yeah. so, yeah. so, go to bed that night. I mean, I remember going home getting bar- uh, cameras and gear and everything recharged up. And, um we're kind of I guess at that point I don't want to call it stubborn let's not call it stubborn but it's kind of like we know they're there yep. we've seen the pictures you know it's only been one day that being said you know you don't want to feel like you're being impatient but at the same time we've got 72 hours to get this done
1: grind it desperate up. measures desperate yeah.
0: measures so it's kind of like do you go back and kind of hope that th- the situation changes or do you make a, make a move well we decided hey w- let's stick with you know the data, let's stick with the facts, let's stick with the numbers. Safe wind. <laughs> Everything yeah, great point. Let's stick with the safe wind. Let's stick with where we've seen deer. Let's do this one more time. Let's do this one more time. Let's give it one more hoorah of what we did.
1: Yep. Yeah <laughs> I know we didn't see a single deer second day. Grant night. The, uh, the entire day? The entire one day. Morning or afternoon. Not a single deer. Not a single deer. We hunted Temple. Yep. both at morning and afternoon. Again, you know, hoping that big nine would come back in there. We had several other shooters. We had a thirteen point. Yep. Um, we had several eight points uh, that we would probably shoot. Uh, it's going to be a game time decision. But <laughs> then again, did not see a deer Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. Yep. And I
0: mean, we had a great win. And Justin was gracious enough to, for me to let me hunt Saturday evening. That was yep. my first time yep. out behind the bow.
2: I'm honestly um, surprised you got in front of the camera. You're, I did. You're pretty did, stubborn as being behind the camera. Um,
0: well, I figured it was probably not. To, I, I figured it was. We had three days. I was. He was
1: being gracious. I tried to let him hunt Saturday morning, but he's like, no, no, no. Well, well, my point with that was... No, 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 I don't worry film it. <laughs> well,
0: my point with that was... it's. Much I want good footage. You suck behind <laughs> the
1: camera. <laughs> okay. But I'm like, You okay, no yeah. said that. That part is true, <laughs> but...
0: So the truth comes out. You know, it comes out. No, uh, I no. will tell you I suck at the camera. No, that was the thing. Justin is very... He's always willing to get behind the camera, but it's always difficult 20 feet up in the dark. It's right. always let, difficult letting a guy
1: that really doesn't know much about camera film it's you. It's very
0: difficult letting a guy 20 feet up in the dark Twenty six feet up. Twenty six feet up. Because <laughs> this, yeah, that's the other thing too. Like when Austin and I are hunting together, or whoever, I can be like, "Yeah, just touch that state on the camera." When it's Justin, it's like, "Hey, uh, touch that." <laughs> You're up there.
1: Uh, Grant, Grant
2: brings a stool up into the tree stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I'm like, turn, turn it, turn it around, turn it around. Yeah, press that one. It sucks <laughs> filming short people. Jeez. It feels like feels like you're looking down on them the whole time. So, is like, on the know, top of his head? Yeah. Just kind of like, okay. People think that's Grant, but all they can really see is like his hairline.
0: <laughs> yeah, all those bird's eye views. Those are just, just an in
1: normal, like <laughs> but abnormal you know how so hard when you, we have our big lens on the camera, you can't get the person to focus. Well, I can get Grant in focus. <laughs> Cause he's so far that big, down that there. Big 200 two hundred. Just seventy
0: to two hundred. Justin can get me a focus yeah. for a for an interview. Yeah,
1: works <laughs> uh, great. Oh golly,
0: <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> that's the truth. It is funny watch turn because you know I try and when I hang sets most of the time when I'm hanging a stand set I'm thinking of myself as the cameraman so I try and get it as close as possible because. I like to have, you know, an eyeball view, all that kind of stuff. And if I do that for Justin, if I'm the cameraman, you know, and then I put him (laughs) in the stand, he's just like up and over me. Most of our drone shots is really just Justin holding the (laughs) DSLR off the bed of a truck. RT actually ran
2: into that problem with some of the stands you said. Yeah. We have our lifelines that go up in all our stands. Yeah. And RT got up the lifelines at like his shoulders.
0: Oh, I didn't think about that. because yeah. Yeah. It's,
2: it's so has got, got bug repellent yeah. on <laughs> got got him. He brought an extra halo for him to yeah. strap yeah. up top.
0: So. <laughs> um, now, I've never felt like a short person um, until we started hanging deer stands with Justin, and then you got to literally bring a ladder to get from one stand to the next because he thinks that his stride of six and a half feet will, will work for everybody else. But um, no, That's it's... Nice <laughs> So day one, day two are pretty much in the books. Austin and RT very limited action. You put all that on one line in a notebook <laughs> paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. Today's journal uh, sucked.
1: Yeah,
0: done. <laughs> It kind of droops off the page. <laughs> you yeah, said it sucks. Still deer
1: season, but still,
0: it just it was. I mean, so high hopes, high, high hopes. hopes. High hopes. Um, so day three, put up or shut up. Game on. Game on. Slam so dunk. But. Weather wind shifted. Wind shifted. I mean, we do. We kind of ha- get our get our wits back about us. We're like, hey, there is some opportunity here. That being said, with the changing weather, which is pretty much throughout this, you know, any any season of the year, when you have that drastic of a of a wind change or a weather change, what happens? Uh, it's, well, it's going to rain or precipitation is some type, some typically involved. So, luckily, honey hole that we had planned to hunt the previous two days. Guess what it is? Ground blind. So we feel good about it.
1: South wind. We needed something with south. Yep. Yep. I didn't care if it was southeast, south, southeast, southwest. I didn't care. Um, we were going to hunt it. Yep. Yep. And within about three hours of hunting, our dreams were crushed. <laughs> <laughs> because we did not see a deer again. So, yeah, we go in there that morning. I mean, like we said, cutting the honey hole. Super quiet. Yep. Easy. Y'all a little turned around in the cedar thicket because that's the first time literally we've hunted this spot,
0: period. Well, well, it's the first time we've accessed it as hunting it. That's the true, biggest thing. True. It's You know, we've been in there doing doing our thing, getting the ground blind set up. So it's the first time that we've accessed it as we would want to with the wind,
1: all that kind of stuff. And you get in there with your green light on, and I'm like, everything looks the exact same. Plus, it's cedar
0: thicket, so you can imagine. You turn a flashlight on in there, and it looks... It looks like just the thickest thing you've ever seen. That being said, we're accessing it through a TVA power line. Is how one of the ways that we're at. We have to cut across the TVA power line. If you've ever crossed a TVA power line that hasn't been recently cut or sprayed, what is it that grows in there?
1: The thickest thistles.
0: And as we were speaking of heights, I don't know if Justin ever turned around, but if he had... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if he had, I don't know if you guys have seen the scenes where E.T.'s running through the brush and all you can see is, is like his finger glowing. That's what it was for me. I was walking through the <laughs> brush and the, all there was was just a light. I was like, eee! trying to get through there. Just little green bob bobbing <laughs> up and down. But uh, no, it was so thick it pulled. Uh, we used, you know, those little, the latex or rubber lens covers mm-hmm. that you got us, yep. Austin. Awesome. It pulled one off of the camera. Wow. Just ripped it right off. So it was thick getting in there. It was a little bit dicey. I mean, I'll be honest. It was dicey, but we spent like an extra 40 seconds, you know, turning are, in a circle. We were we pretty quiet. We spent an extra 40 seconds turning in a circle. And Justin goes, we need, to take, we need to go more this way, more this way. And sure enough, we pretty much stumble over the top of the blind. Um, I mean, by that, we, we ended up right where we needed to be. Get in there, get set up. And that. I'll be honest, I had a good feeling about that morning when we first got in there. It was quiet. It had rained a little bit, so our scent, we weren't, weren't super worried about our scent, and I was just like, this is going to be good. This is, this is going to be good. And Said that before. <laughs> yep. Slam Said that dunk. all last season. <laughs> Every single day. Slam dunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, get in there, get set up, and I mean, nothing. I mean, just like...
1: But I did have This little fan That I stole off My little little baby We just had We had talked about these On last podcast I stole it off his stroller And that thing was It runs off what Two double A's Game changer No it's, It's rechargeable no uh I swear. Do we need to find the link to people for to buy that? I told y'all. I've got the I portable
2: mean, charger, just keep that thing going. I
1: just I thought it ran off of double A. I was but like, Grant, was you want some of this fan? He's like, No, I'm good. <laughs> it's like water down his face, like, no, I'm good. I don't, my want, thing I don't was, want I not your realize stupid it,
0: fan. I thought it was I did think it was battery charged and I've only got so many batteries. Yeah. Right. I'm thinking as a cameraman. Making like, excuses no. now why
1: he didn't want to. Two reasons. One, I'm
0: not gonna use up batteries on it. One. Two, if you've ever worked outside, which I know you both of you have, you've done manual labor outside during the summer, and you go from AC to hot, A C to hot, A C to hot, you get it makes it feel like it's hotter. So I'm just kinda like, yeah, I'm not gonna the fan, eh.
1: And I'm over there like,
0: woo. chilling
1: I mean, what chilling like a I will say this,
0: what I loved it for, mosquitoes. Yeah. Kept the mosquitoes off because the wind's. And trip. it
1: kept me cool. I mean, I mean <laughs> He it was talking about time. going hot and no If you stay cold the whole time, you, you feel good. I was trying to share. You know you know, being around Grant, you're like, hey, you want some of this water? No, I'm good. You sure you don't want this water? You look a little dehydrated, and I'm good. There's two things he says yes to, beer and bourbon. Yeah, well, didn't have either one of those, but I had something to kept him
2: from sweating.
0: The reason I sweat is the beer and the bourbon. Yeah.
1: <laughs> gotcha. Uh, no,
0: you are. You guys are both always so gracious with snacks and drinks in the tree stand. I really
1: and appreciate it. And he starves and thirsts to death. <laughs> you get out of state, like, oh, I'm starving. I'm like, hell, I offered you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich.
2: He'll chug like 48 ounces with of water when he gets Doritos.
1: back to the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Doritos. Doritos. With, with what are those bugles? Bugles. You the can bugle. Stick them on your fingers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he turns it down every time. Of course, I'm going to eat it.
0: So you guys, this is, I'm going to have to keep us on track here. Yeah. So you get, so we're hunting ground blind. Yep. He's got his bugles and fan and all this going on, offering me water.
1: Yeah, you guys, yeah.
0: you guys are at Temple, right? For yeah.
1: not that morning, not
0: that morning. I this know. is I, last so, morning.
2: No, so so I had two, I had three options: uh, gotcha. Sunday morning, gotcha, Hoover's Hill, Temple, or College Grove. Gotcha. So we, I, I thought we had over hunted Hoover's and Temple. I mean, literally 48 hours straight, nonstop being in there. The wind and the way we saw what we saw in College Grove the night prior, I mean, I just didn't have a good feeling. And then also, life happens. You know, I had to work Sunday morning all the way to about 2 o'clock. I had to work. Um, you know, you just kind of put the grind in sometimes. So I, I called the hunt on uh, Sunday morning, told uh, RT, hey, hey, sleep in, go have some fun with your friends. Um, I'm going to get some stuff done Sunday morning. And we ended up meeting up Sunday afternoon to hunt Temple. Just wanted to change, change the scenery to see what's out there. Uh, so we got in there about four thirty, and about five o'clock, the skies opened up on us. Mm. I mean, we knew there was a chance of rain, it was a light sprinkle, but I mean, they just opened up.
0: Well, that whole day too, that was tough. We were te- well, we skip we skipped something that you were going to say. Oh. Let's
1: let's tell Austin the news that we've been holding out on. Oh, did something come in some, Sunday we night? We pulled the trail cameras, and that big ten was in there at eight uh. thirty Sunday morning. So. <laughs> nah, I'm, just, I'm just kidding.
2: I'm looking at him and he's like
1: doing the double take wait, What are you wait, telling what? him? Of course, <laughs>
0: Hey, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not an actor. I'm. I'm behind the camera yeah. for a reason. Um, no. Uh, I, I remember. I remember that now. And that was a. That was. That was a tough thing about Sunday. Yep. Um, just being honest, we had one ground blind set up that we were comfortable because we, we're just so used to hunting out of tree stands. Mm-hmm. To be honest, they make you so much more lethal. You're all those different reasons. Um, we had one, the one ground blind up, so hunting in the rain was going to be difficult yeah. for us with our camera gear and just all that. Um, and each hour, it would go from 80%, 60%, 40%, and then kind of hang, hang at the 40%, back to 50%, 40%. You know, every time you look at the weather, it was looking bad It was supposed bad, to start raining like bad. 6 a.m. It yeah. didn't start raining until yeah. 5 p.m. The whole day was, was supposed to be kind of just, you know, fighting the rain, and didn't rain didn't rain didn't rain didn't rain and then sure enough you pack up all your gear carry 30 30 pounds of camera equipment into the woods climb up a 20-foot tree and then bottom falls out Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) yep i know how that is man so that that's how my weekend ended i mean we i had the umbrella i mean to screw in the tree but i mean yeah we opened it up you know all the parts fell out on below the tree stand and then it just started raining harder there's just no way of keeping that expensive camera dry and yeah um just made the call and decided to pack it up and head on home and enjoy the rest of sunday night come back and just relax after just grinding it out yeah. so that's kind of how uneventful my velvet weekend was i saw six deer total
0: when well, i remember too you know we were we were always texting and communicating and yeah. calling and i remember we hadn't heard from you guys a little bit which that happens too is just mm-hmm. kind of radio silence and i remember kind of like either it's rained too hard cause it rained on us too but it wasn't that bad in that cedar thicket, but it rained on us. I was like, they could have got down or maybe they stuck it out. Didn't hear from you guys. Didn't hear from you guys. And then you guys started checking in with us quite a bit, pretty frequently. I was like, yeah, they gotta be down. They gotta be out. Yep. And I asked or whatever. Um, so Sunday evening, um, for some reason, Justin decides to let me get back behind the bow. I have no idea why. Um, but he did early Sunday evening. We felt oh, sorry for him. He's been sweating all <laughs> weekend, you know? <laughs> so he lets me, we're back, we're back in the honey hole so as we righteous. call it. And, um, it's it's early. We've only probably been in been in the ground for about an hour, uh, hour and a half. And straight ahead, I catch movement out of my eyes. I'm like, it's a coyote, it's, a deer. it's, a coyote. it's a deer, it's coyote, it's a deer, it's coyote, it's deer. Coyote comes running in. Um, I mean, straight ahead of me. And uh, Justin had brushed the blind in. Um, if you've ever hunted out of a blind that Justin has hunted, uh, that Justin has brushed in versus mine, um, you definitely have selected shot. And you God. definitely
1: see deer and coyotes. Okay. That's true. <laughs> you so, definitely see wildlife. There's a... He had cut down... You definitely small. have opportunities to kill. He definitely
0: had uh, <laughs> cut down a... Full, we had like a full cedar tree that we had cut all the limbs off. It was like one of the main things. Uh, like one of the main little pieces of uh, brush there. So I'm leaning over. I mean, I'm like hanging off the seat got it all pulled back everything looks good I'm hanging way off the seat I mean I'm just I'm doing all I can to get the shot done right Austin yeah
1: this is after I said hey you want to draw a few times make sure you're good I had done that I had done that you you want to try again oh no I'm good I'm good I'm good so I'm
0: hanging off the seat I've got him ready right I've Mm -hmm. got him I've got him dead to rights I keep asking my cameraman you got him no he's behind a tree and he was hey I can kill him you got him no he's behind a tree no, he's behind a tree no i'm like dude come on i mean i've been holding the bow back at this point for like four minutes oh, yeah
1: <laughs> it's a world record right there. a whopping five seconds <laughs> and he's over here shaking like it was the 180 inch deer and i'm like dude chill out man he's just behind that little tree right there you want footage or not is that what we're after I'm like, it's behind a gosh dang tree shoot him if you want but he's not going to be in camera
0: so so he, it's he, just a coyote he, shoot. He comes back out. I've got I mean just umph. Just, um. Yeah,
1: just um. That cody is focused in frame. Oh, I've seen the then video.
0: <laughs> Smoke a cedar limb at about four
1: inches. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> literally sound like a twenty-two went off in the blind. I didn't know if his bow blew up or what. I don't know what happened. Smoke a cedar limb, just clearance was bad. Smoke a cedar limb. I think the arrow
0: hit six feet in front of the coyote uh, and then shot up in the air. Six foot in front of the blind. <laughs> oh, you see the,
2: the footage is poof, explosion.
0: Uh, so that goes on super loud. So we get resettled at that point. Start. I start cutting limbs down. <laughs> <John> <laughs> dude, They're going to see us now. Uh, so rain comes in. We did have a buck come through. We're still not sure exactly which buck it was. It it was a ba- about a basket rack eight. Um, if he did come in and got one forties.
2: <laughs>
1: but grant <laughs> took off the, the brush off the blind
2: now well hold on <laughs> so. and the text message it said justin forgot to turn the camera on for the mid 140.
1: No, which one is no. it
2: no no no, no i'm know. i just kidding <laughs> so he
0: we had a deer that worked through uh, about 60 yards probably 60 70 yards and kind of worked his way around lost him at the right side of the blind um and that that was it i mean and we're in that cedar thicket kind of like what you were saying you guys were in the woods Mm-hmm. 7.30 7.15 dark pitch black yep. I mean it's pitch black I can't see any pins I'm holding up mean, it's <laughs> over and I told him over we in there I was like we're going to walk out of here it's going to be bright in the field it's yeah. going to be bright when we get mm-hmm. to the truck so we're walking out the whole way I'm walking out I'm kind of like this was the perfect by the time we had hunted that evening the wind was perfect for those deer to be moving in that area like it was perfect and in my head I'm thinking Man, I can't. But like, I, I'm kind of like, man, they've got to be somewhere. We either bust them out of here coming in, or we're gonna bu- we bust them out
1: going out. And it's like, I can't believe we even can see no deer? And I'll, we get to the first gate coming out of the stand, we go through it, and I'm like, Hey, is that deer over there? And I throw the binos up, and it's just like rack, 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 <laughs> rack, in this, rack hay, city. in this hay field. Rack, rack city, baby. I think I go big buck. <laughs> Greg goes. <laughs> you're you're shitting me <laughs> i go dude i he saw my face and it was i, I was, didn't ask him again i was serious after uh, that so when between it, us and the deer <laughs> i say between us and half
0: the deer is a hay barn so we kind of use that we're not even through the fence yet we have to get through a chain link not a chain link fence but a chain it's true we're yeah. not even through the fence yet so we got to figure out how to open this fence we got all the cameras here at 100 yards then. yeah they're about 100 yards from us and so there's a, a barn and a barn kind of offsetting between us and the deer. And it's kind of like, we can make this happen, but we've got limited time. One, rain is coming in. Mm-hmm. Second, it's getting dark on us. We run over here, dump the bags, dump the gear. I mean, he's running with binoculars in one hand and a bow in the other, and I've and got the range like I'm pulling the rangefinder range out of my stuff, giving it to him, so I'll go from hunter to cameraman in that moment yep. and say, let's do this thing. I
1: did give him did. I said...
0: I'm not shooting it. You're shooting me. You, who knows? Can anybody here tell me why I did that? Can anybody at this table? Because, oh,
1: because you want good footage. Boom, chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was going to say it, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if he if it was me, Justin would have
1: gone and been like, shoot him. We would have had a dead shoot deer him. right yeah. now. Shoot with no him. footage. <laughs> yeah, with no footage. So, no. So, what they they say? Burning the hands, better than doing the bush.
2: <laughs>
0: so we see these rack books. We get up there. We get close. And. We're on our way in, Justin, you got a better vantage point because I'll be honest, I'm in camera mode, so I really don't know exactly what's going on. I'm just watching and listening to you. So, I've, like
1: I said, I've been running cameras on this place for about a month and a half. I knew just about every deer that was in there. And when I looked at them at a short period of time through those binos, I knew pretty well every deer that was in that group, and I knew there was at least three or four shooters. And as uh, so we get up to the barn, literally there's deer within 40 yards right around the corner of the the barn there were some does with them they kind of spotted us but i don't know how we made that ground up without those does spook i still don't know how we so did that.
0: if i can so i'm if you've ever videoed or if you've watched videos on television you know your cameraman's behind the hunter and it's so hard because if you have a hunter's mentality you want to look at the deer yep because you're like i can move i can move i can move but if you've been a cameraman the minute you look at the deer what's the camera do the camera starts going over here and videoing a blade of grass or, you know, some piece of crap, it doesn't matter. So you kind of get like double vision and you're kinda like, deer, cameraman, hunter, and you're kinda going back and forth, back and forth. And I know he's focused on those bucks because to be honest, at that time, if the does bust out of there, we still have a chance. But those does were so close that if they'd just pinned pinned us, they could have. Yeah. So I'm standing there, we're kinda we're in a moment and I kinda go, if we can go downhill, that's why I, I said. if we can go downhill right here, they won't see us anymore, and we can come back up and get to the barn. Hindsight being 20 we, 2020, we should have just gone straight at them because the time that it took to go maybe back downhill and back up was shooting light. And, yeah. and they were continued, they were the whole time they were feeding away from us.
1: But we get within what? 60 yards, 47 yards at one time. So they're on this hillside. The grass is about belly deep on the deer. Mm -hmm. Some of the grass is going over their back, so as soon as they put the head down, you don't know which deer you're looking at. So I ranged this big nine, 10 point, at 47 yards one time, and as soon as you lower the range finder, he puts his head down, and I don't know which deer I'm looking at again. Mm -hmm. There's three rack bucks right there together, and I'm using Grant's range finder, so I wasn't used to, I was hitting the wrong button. Half the time I was looking through it, I was like, dude, what's wrong with this thing? I'm gripping my bow, like getting prepared, and um, you know, I think at one point I was like, "Look, we're just gonna, I'm going to mess up shooting the wrong deer. Let's just film them." And, well, and the
0: the biggest. Though, I'll be another thing that made that that tough for me. I don't know if it made it tough for you. Um, would have made it tough for me, even though I told you, if Club, that's the name of one of those deer. If Club was in bow range for me, it would be really hard for me not to kill him. But at the same time, he has a ton of potential. He's just yeah. really unique looking. Club was the closest
1: deer. At, like, so 50 for me, yards. He was the broadside.
0: broadside at first, super chill, head down, moving, ready, you know, ready to get double lung smoked. But I do think – I don't know if that crossed your mind, but at my point, I'm kind of like, do we want to do that on club? Because we don't really know – we ain't seen him at 20 yards. If he's at 20 yards, probably going to double lung that deer. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he's just a really, really unique deer. Um, so that happens. I, and so – Justin eventually kind of lays his bow down. We've made the decision, hey, this is they, they're a little bit too far. This is a little bit too risky. Probably going to be tough to make a true lethal shot. Um, so I move up there. And that was, again, the crazy thing. All this has occurred in a matter of minutes. But we left where we were hunting, and it was pitch black dark. So think about the time that's going on of hunting that cedar thicket to now. Um, so we've been able to get a real, some really good footage, videoing all these rack bucks. And um, I'm videoing club. <laughs> And I see. I, he had mentioned, dude. There's there's bucks all in this field. Well, I had videoed the two he had, he just mentioned earlier a few minutes when he was talking. Um, there was a little like a little basket six, and then that nice the, the nice eight point that was up there. And I was scanning a video club. And as I'm videoing club, I just noticed like you know the typical white tail flicker of a tail back behind back behind him. So I'm trying to move camera around without because at this point club's got us figured out. He's staring at us. You know it's getting dark, but he's staring at us. And I look and I look and I see two rumps two deer rumps and uh, i'm looking at one of them he's picking his head up and looking around and he's a decent little six point you know real cool looking little deer he's kind of palmated well, that's a cool looking deer and i'm kind of looking and i'm like that other deer's got to be closer to me because his backside is just huge like he's just a big deer and then all of a sudden this deer picks his freaking head up and i'm going justin justin what deer is that justin well, what, what deer is that? And he goes, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And as I'm videoing, you can see this black blob <laughs> coming to the screen. it's Justin leaning in with binoculars. <laughs> so, um... Range him. Sl- how far is he?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I changed <eight>, my mind. <laughs> 85 yards. I got that pen somewhere. I'll
0: make it work. If I hold the bubble...
1: I'll, fl- <laughs> I'll float that 70-yard pen. let me eyes. sit on
0: your shoulders. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I've got him framed up. And we got to video that beautiful deer. Have we have we determined that we have him
1: no i haven't went back yeah. in that thicket they came out of it's only about two acres right yep. there i haven't been able to pull that card yet but i don't think i've had that deer on camera yet he's probably i just from the footage yes they always look bigger walking away but
0: he turned side and to us though. he
1: looks 20 inches wide and i bet he's pushing 150 at a 10 point
0: he's a very very big boy granted he's velvet so you know we have 30 you, days left. Granted, <laughs> granted he's velvet, so you're going to get a little bit more mass. And like yeah. you're saying, he was walking away, but there is footage of him, you know, turning that head to the left and then turning back to us. And he's just an impressive deer. Um, we we'll have to hopefully keep him around, see if he's not, you know, just some weirdo that showed up and won't ever see him again, just one of those ghost deer. So that's where kind of we started the whole podcast is is there was a silver lining yep. um, to our to our velvet season. Um, I'll be honest, it, it it was a strikeout, it was a whiff. It really was. We never even had an encounter, a true encounter, with any of our target bucks. Learned a ton. Um, I think we learned a lot in terms of... um, buying a fan next year. (laughs) Yeah, buying a fan. RT's not using bug spray. Um, But just learned an absolute ton in terms of from season to season. There's places where you can and you can't hunt them, and there's places that you really have to focus in on. And if the deer are there, for example, like this place where we knew our honey hole was... We should have had a plan B and maybe a plan C for the weather. We were just thinking, hey, we've lived here our whole freaking life. It doesn't – we don't get a northeast wind in freaking August. We're fine. This is perfect. We've got deer coming in at 20 yards. Yeah. Well, you know, you get a northeast wind. You know, Mother the, nature the right there. So, one you know, just to kind of back up and, and tell everybody about it, Tennessee velvet season, this was the second year that it's happened. It's really unique – um, that we've been able to do that. That's been one of my biggest goals as a hunter, was to kill a velvet deer. Um, so, just for that to be offered in my home state, pretty unique. i always thought it was really cool that a neighboring state, of Kentucky, had that opportunity. So, for it to happen in our home state, really, really cool. That being said, there's been even a, just in a two year season, there's been a lot that's changed just for us as Tennessee folks. Last year, three days, get it done, all archery, private land, antler deer only. What happens in the middle of last season? cwd becomes present or is it's found in tennessee and now this year during our during our uh, velvet season there's the cwd zone and um antler deer still private land there was a couple public land options um but they could use muzzleloaders um to harvest to to kill deer um during the the, that cwd zone i agree with that i think it's great i think it's a great way if that's a true hot zone for CWD, cwd Let's get more deer on the ground and figure out if it's if it's growing, if there's if it's prevalent. All that being said, the numbers that I wanted to get to, we struck out this year where we had success last year. As a state, Tennessee did the same. So this the this is directly off Tennessee Wildlife Resource Agency Facebook page. Um, the statewide total um, harvest for 2019 antlered only August hunt was 589 versus 794 of last year. I do believe with the things that we're talking about in terms of the different weather, you know, change. The temperatures were great for us as hunters. They were awesome. They had to be cool. But that whole change in, the you know, the wind and things like Low that. Pressure. Low pressure. Um, so that's a huge decrease. The unit CWD that we were talking about, those harvests were up 79% compared to last year um, with a total of 61 deer that came out of that they haven't released, you know, the number of um deer that tested positive i don't know how long that test take i'll just be honest but that's a significant number from 794 last year the first year you get all this hype second year you think everybody and their mom knows about it so you should have an increase Mm -hmm. in participation right and then you drop to 584 that's 200 that's over 200 deer difference
1: Um, fingers crossed they do it again next year it's a big difference
0: it's a big difference so just hoping that uh we 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 love the velvet season think think it's great hoping that they continue it down the line um think it's something that's great for the state great for hunter recruitment um great for us to continue our knowledge of deer what they do in different times and how they survive they are some hearty, cool creatures. We're super blessed to hunt them. And boy, are they tasty when you get them on a grill. Yummy, yummy, yummy. So that wraps up episode 22, uh, the kickoff to our our deer season and a recap of the uh, Tennessee velvet season. We had such a blast. Can't thank uh, the tar- Department of Wildlife here in Tennessee for letting us get out and get after deer uh, in August. It was a super fun time. Love the way they regulate it. Love the way that, that the season's gone. Can't wait to, to do it again in the near future. Um Anything else, guys?
1: We good? I think that's it. Yeah, I'm 20, just counting down the days. 20, almost 28 days. Of dove season mm-hmm. this weekend.
0: Yeah, Dove season this weekend. Super stoked. Y'all going? Yeah. Justin?
1: Pope Catholic?
0: Yeah, Pope Catholic. I'll go. Yeah? Shoot. Does bear crap in the woods. Mm-hmm. All right, you can come with me. We got a place to go. Yeah. All right, so Dove season's coming up this weekend. Make sure uh, you got everything cleaned up, ready to go. Get your Dove shells ready and uh lay them out and uh if you kill a bunch and need some extra bacon i'll come help you grill them out we'll bring the beer <laughs> too now let's do it thank you so much for meeting us on the crossroads here at the eighth and time podcast um thank you so much just to to get us here and for all your support see you guys in about two weeks and uh, we'll be able at that point two weeks out from deer season for us so if you have any questions uh, shoot them over to us uh, on uh any type of social media, you can respond to us at our podcast as well. If you like it, rate it. If you love it, leave a review. Be sure to share, subscribe. Thanks again. See you guys later.